0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 5th, 2018. Don't forget you can check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Now, last night was Invicta FC 29 at uh, at uh, in Kansas City. The main event had Sarah Kaufman winning the Invicta Bantamweight Championship. So congratulations to Sarah. Uh, the show itself was kind of blah. Uh, I thought there were too many mismatches at the top end of the card, and some of the fighters on the prelim seemed to be playing it safe. Now the main event, as I said, was one of those mismatches It had Sarah winning the Invicta Bantamweight Championship with a third round rear naked choke over German Katharina Lehner. Uh, This was Sarah's first submission win in her career. She usually doesn't go to the ground. Now, as I said when this match was made, I didn't think Katharina deserved a title shot. Uh, It made me wonder if they got her name out of a hat or something like that. And she gave an awful performance. She just totally outclassed. So while I'm watching the fight, I'm thinking, well, this must be a deliberate mismatch to build Sarah up, and Invicta has done that sort of thing in title matches, so it's not unheard of for them to do that. I don't know what to tell you. I guess they don't think we know when an opponent is good enough. And then I started, you know, after the fight was over, you know, all of this. Uh, oh, Sarah should be in the UFC, still in the UFC and all that kind of stuff. Look, she was one and three in the UFC. Her contract expired. And based on performance, she didn't deserve a renewal. Now, to get back there, she needs better opponents than, than, than what she had last night. Because it, she wasn't good enough. You know, it wasn't a competitive fight. And, and, you know, I I don't even know why they booked it. They booked it. It, It's not something they haven't done before. It's something that they have a habit of doing. So, you know, what can I tell you? Now, the co-main event, the co-main event had, was also a deliberate mismatch. It was Panny Kanzad winning over Bianca De Moni by unanimous decision. And we all know Panny, all right? She's from Denmark and, um... She basically hasn't performed particularly well in Invicta, so uh, the only thing I can think of is that um, uh, they were looking to give her an easy match to kind of build her up a little bit. I I don't know if this did her any good or not. I mean, uh, I had never heard of Bianca before. She's a Brazilian. I I describe her on my blog as a typical Brazilian nobody brought brought to Invicta to lose. First of all, she missed weight. And then I took one look at her on the show, and to me, she looked like a tomato can, you know, and she was awful. It wasn't so much that Panny outclassed her it 's that this girl was terrible. she was awful. I mean, I'd never seen her before. she could have been a world beater, but I'm not surprised she wasn't, and they have to stop making matches like that it didn't it didn't the the thing that about Panny is she's never beaten anyone really good. everybody that she beat in Europe, was, you know, mid-card. And when she's had the opportunity to come to the U.S. and fight top fighters like Sarah Kaufman, she hasn't done well. And so she needs to show me that she can beat somebody like Sarah Kaufman. You know, she hasn't done it yet. She's a nice girl. It's too bad. And then the third match was another mismatch, okay? It was Pearl Gonzalez over Barbara Asioli by first-round arm bar. Uh, Pearl uh, had been in the UFC, of course, and she was fighting in uh, strawweight. She, this was her first fight at bantamweight. Uh, I was not surprised by this. We'd seen Barbara before, and she looked awful. And um, it, it really doesn't tell me anything about Pearl. I still don't think she's any good. I just think that Barbara is worse. And, and that's the problem with that kind of matchmaking, is it just doesn't work. Okay, you need to give her more competitive fights. And I don't know, maybe they're trying to fool people. I have no idea what they're trying to do. I don't know. And in the uh, other uh, match that was basically on the main card, we had uh, Marcia Allen won over Julia Avila. It was a freak accident, an injury. And uh, Julia suffered a dislocated finger when um, uh, Marcia accidentally kicked her hand. And Ref Greg Franklin saw it immediately, and he stopped the fight, and the uh, doctor would not allow it to continue. So the rest of the show was mostly kind of blah. all right? It, it just, I, it wasn't, I mean, they made the fight of the night the main event, okay, which tells me that the rest of the show was worse, and that wasn't such a good fight either. Um, so we had Liz Tracy over Sherry Muraski by unanimous decision. Um, You know, that was an age thing. Sherry is 39 years old, and she looked very slow. And Liz was just much quicker than her. I just would have liked to have seen a finish. In a bantamweight bout, you had Lisa Spangler winning her MMA debut over Sarah Kleska by unanimous decision. The problem with this was uh, Sarah was not only a late replacement, but she fought last week. And I just don't think that should be allowed. And it's irresponsible. The Missouri Athletic Commission should not approve something like that. And looking at at Lisa, I kind of thought she might be better off at flyweight. Like, she looks a little heavy for a a bantamweight. So uh, she might find she she wants to drop down at some point. And in a welterweight bout, uh, Macy Chason beat Allison Schmidt by unanimous decision. Macy is from New Orleans. Uh, she looked okay, but I, I really thought the problem was that Allison looked inept. And that doesn't bode well for the welterweight division because the problem, of course, is that we can't tell from this fight whether Macy is good or Allison is bad. Probably the latter. And in the opener, Helen Peralta, who I thought looked pretty good the last time she was an in Invicta, she beat uh, Cheyenne Vlizmus uh, by a unanimous decision. Uh, I didn't think either of them was aggressive enough. Mostly they were just kind of light sparring and eventually he- Helen landed enough that she was able able to um, um, win the fight. Uh, so I just didn't care for the show in general. I-, I thought, you know, the fights were kind of a lot the same. They were, you know, the fighters weren't aggressive enough and the mismatches doesn't do anybody any favors. I mean, you got to book competitive matches and especially in a title match, and they just didn't do that. Okay, quick preview for uh, Ryzen 10, which is at uh, Marine Messe Fukuoka, and uh, that is uh, early Sunday morning. I don't usually watch this show because I just don't want to sit up all night watching matches that I don't want to see. There's three women's fights on the show, and I just don't think any of them are going to be all that competitive. Um, Kana Asakura, who won the... um, Rising Grand Prix uh, will be facing uh, Melissa Karajanis. Um, Kana has really improved the last couple of years. Now, I saw an interview with her on uh, Sports Navi, which is Yahoo Japan, and she mentioned that a couple of things that were key to her improvement. And that's that one, she stopped training with her father, all right, and went to another gym. And this is something that I was asking her to do two years ago, and finally she did it. Uh, She's 20 years old now, so, you know, uh, I'm sure it was a tough thing for her to do. She was training, uh, when she was younger, she was training with uh, her father and her brother, and I just didn't think they were helping her very much. And um, now she's training elsewhere. The other thing she mentioned is before her uh, Ryzen fight, she went over to Burst to train with uh, the legendary Megumi Fuji and her husband uh, uh, Shinji Sasaki. I'm sure Sakuya was there too, but, uh, that had to help her because Megumi, uh, is a very perceptive coach. She'll watch you do things and she'll see things. And if you've ever watched her coach, uh, um, I watched her on, um, fight exchange, which is a Canadian reality show. And you can see how she watches fighters when she's training them. She's looking for things. And, um, you know that's why she's a great coach. Her opponent here is actually a Canadian. Melissa is from Toronto. Uh, she mostly fights for King of the Cage. She has a three and three record. She's actually beaten Andy Nguyen twice. So I mean, all these girls at King of the Cage seem to fight each other all the time. I haven't seen any of them that are any good. So I'm not expecting a competitive fight here. Canna has turned into a pretty damn good fighter. Okay. Uh, we also have the return of Ayaka Hamasaki. First time she's fought in Japan for several years. Of course, we all know Ayaka, former Invicta atomweight champion, and uh, she trains at AACC. She's basically training uh, Rina and some other women there. Uh, her opponent here is Alyssa Garcia, who we've seen in Ryzen before. She is a Josh Barnett trainee. Uh, you know, she's like, um, uh, she has a three and four record. Uh, I don't see her, doing anything with Ayaka. Ayaka is just a class above uh, Alyssa Garcia and and that's all there is to it. And then in the other women's fight we have Kanako Murata uh, fighting at um, 119 pounds and uh, she was supposed to fight the uh, Chinese fighter Zhang uh, Wili but uh, uh, Zhang dropped out I believe to a shoulder injury and she's being replaced by uh, Lanchana Green uh, really, a last-minute replacement. She was brought in a few days ago, and uh, Lanchana is a British fighter. She was on uh, Tough 23, and well, she didn't get to the UFC, did she? Uh, she really hasn't fought that much. Um, you know, she's one, one, and one, and um, you know, if she was any good, she would be in the UFC, and she isn't. So uh kanako is uh, a fighter who i think is uh, decent i'm not sure how great she is it remains to be seen i'm not sure that this fight will tell us anything about her so those are the three women's fights that are on the ryzen show if you're interested in uh, seeing that show you can uh, buy it i believe for twenty dollars on fight tv um they um are online you can watch it online the other thing is they have a uh, roku app so if you uh uh, they have a Roku channel, so if you buy anything on Fight TV, you can watch it on Roku, on your big screen TV. So that's pretty cool. That's what I usually do with Fight TV. Anyways, that's it for today. Um, I'm not sure when I'll be back next with a um, with a uh, podcast. Uh, please check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you'd like to leave a message or ask a question, you can do so by voice on the podcast. And don't forget, you can check out uh, uh, you can subscribe to my blog at Google Play Music, iTunes, Pocket Cast, and a couple of other services as well. So have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you later.